0: You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode number 176 with Officer Parker. Again, this is part of our seven-day series, our year in review, our new year countdown. Uh, We're sharing short little episodes, uh, little snippets from some of our top podcast episodes of 2020. And again, uh, as you probably know, if you've been listening in for the past four or five days, we're also... We are also doing a uh, review contest where you can win a patriotic T-shirt from our merch store, swag store at American Sippets Apparel. First 25 people to rate, leave a review, and download the last 10 episodes of the podcast will win a free shirt. Uh, Here's how it works. Uh, If you're an Apple user, all you have to do is go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, um, look for American Snippets. Uh, All the way down at the bottom, you'll see write a review, uh, rate the podcast, write a review right there, um, and download the last 10 episodes. Then screenshot your review to Dave at American Snippets. Again, the first 25 people will win a free T-shirt. If you're not an Apple user, Apple's not your thing. Uh, You can go to podchaser.com or use the Podchaser app uh, and leave us a review there. Same thing, screenshot the review and email it to me, Dave, at American Snippets. And podcast reviews are really important to iTunes. The more reviews we get, Uh, the higher we can get up there in the podcast rankings, the the more of an audience that we can grow and we can get these stories and our guests and everything that we do here out there in front of more people. So we would really appreciate it if you could get involved, participate, leave us a review. Plus, you know, you can win a a cool t-shirt as well. So again, we appreciate your support. Uh, Again, 2020, the year that no one wants to remember, right? Uh, But no one is ever going to forget it between the The coronavirus, the lockdowns, the election, uh, it's been a a crazy tumultuous year, but we are around the corner from a new year. And with that comes hope and excitement of change for sure. And that's all great, but the reality is that we can only see a better 2021 if we take the lessons learned from 2020 and move forward. And there's been a lot of lessons. Uh, We all remember the summer with uh, the riots and uh, the protests and George Floyd and the attacks on our police and all of that. And so that leads me to today's episode. Law enforcement is definitely, as I just said, one of the hottest topics of debate in this country. One political party basically paints police officers as villains, even comparing them to Nazis, while the other side acknowledges flaws in law enforcement and seeks to remedy those flaws while also supporting our law enforcement and police officers. In episode number 160, we brought Officer Parker to you. He is a law enforcement officer who has both experienced racism and hardships as a civilian and the direct impact of the anti-police movement as he serves his community. Officer Parker has taken his insight and in message online. He is a huge influencer uh, where he has grown an audience of Americans invested in the well-being of our country. In this episode, we share some of the highlights of that interview with Officer Parker as he talks about his own past trauma and what it's actually like to be a police officer today. So without further ado, here is Officer Parker. You're listening to the American Snippets podcast. I have
1: to ask about you know, your childhood, where you grew up, what what inspired you to go into the field of law enforcement in the first place?
2: So, I, I actually originally, uh, I was born in Washington, D.C. Um, I come from a home of six children and, unfortunately, one parent. You know, there were times where we were homeless and, and we I'd seen my dad get into drugs, you know, and just do things that wasn't quite right. You know, uh, there was a point in time where I saw my dad. I witnessed him um, Try to try to kill my mother, you know. There's been times where I've been in car chases with my dad as a little boy, you know, where he crashes into a tree. It was in Montgomery County Police. He crashed into a tree and he bails out and just leaves us there, you know. And my mom had to go to the hospital and stuff like that. But um, shortly after that, my uh, my mom and my dad they separated, and uh, we moved down to Silver Spring, Maryland, where I well, spent the majority, the later half of my life. And um, I did volunteer firefighting. So I wasn't exactly sure which route I wanted to take. I didn't know if I wanted to be a police officer. I wasn't exactly sure. But around the uh, fire station, there were quite a few officers there. And after talking to them and discussing things with them, that's kind of how I started my mission. I was like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. You know, you grow up around when you when you grow up in a home without that father figure and there's six kids, you know, you don't have that guidance. You don't have that that thing that, that a young man needs to grow. You know, you don't have that father to take you to these football games and to show you how to interact with other people. So when I was around there, I liked that leadership. When I was around the fire station and, and talking to the police officers, it's just that brotherhood, that leadership, that, that trying to continue to inspire each other to do better. And, and that's what really drew me to it is their role models. You know, I look up to them. So that's what drew me originally to become a police officer.
1: Anyone listening who's gone through, you know, changes in their life, whether it's a divorce or a death or whatever it is when your identity is shifted or changed or you take a different path, it tends to rearrange the relationships you oh, yeah. had in your life. And I get a lot of questions from people or people reaching out to me like, Hey, I really this is what's happened in my life, or I want to do this or that, but this person in my life doesn't think I should or doesn't look at me like this or doesn't support me or whatever it is. So that's why I asked that question to to ask you and get your insight like how how do you get through when you have to change that relationship with someone that you're close to because it conflicts with your path or or who you are now.
2: So it it's a little more complicated, but I yeah. now I'll give you the uh give you the dry version. It's <laughs> No, nobody should ever hinder a positive change in your life. If your identity has to change and it ruffles some feathers, so be it. But it should never nobody, especially somebody close to you, friends, family, it doesn't matter. Coworkers, they should never hinder your successes in life. They should never hinder you from trying to to acquire whatever it is that you're trying to acquire, as long as it's on a positive you know, note. And if they are, then they're not really for you anyway you know that that's what i truly believe if if i love somebody if somebody's my friend and they're a close friend of mine i would never want to stop them from trying to pursue something i would never want to hinder them from trying to achieve their dreams or their goals or whatever it is that they aspire to do that's not a friend that's not you may be family but you know i've met people who have better intentions than you know blood so it's not about that. If, if you're not trying to encourage somebody and inspire them to do well and, and help them get to where, wherever they're trying to get to, uh, to get to, then that's not a friend. I mean, that's an acquaintance. An acquaintance is coming and go. So it, it sounds a little harsh, but it, it's you can't put your life on hold because if somebody has a, a negative opinion about you, you know, you can't take whatever you're trying to accomplish to your deathbed. That's not that's not worth it.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things. And that's why I wanted to ask you just, again, to hear that message reinforced from someone like you. It's just some, those are messages people need to hear. So can you talk a little bit about how has the climate on your job changed? Has it changed in the past year or six months? What's going on in that, in that world?
2: Ugh. In terms um, of
1: community relations and on-the-job um, incidents,
2: so I think it's done two shifts. Actually, you know, I, I'll I'll give you the vision from from yeah. on the ground. It's done two shifts. The original shift was, you know, we had the uprisings, we had the we had the riots, the chaos, and we still have that going on. You know, it's still lingering. Um, it's still very prominent in some big cities, and that was the initial shift. You know, we 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 saw something on TV we didn't agree with, and and the world went went up in flames. And then there was a shift within that shift where people decided to use that movement to cause destruction, chaos, burn, loot, and and do all the things that have nothing to do with justice. And the second shift, which I've recently noticed, is that people are now not agreeing with this destruction. You have a very small group of people who are causing this destruction, the looting, the fires. And and what the media does is they, they play on that and they make it seem like it's a mass of people. It's not. It's a very small group of people that, that are doing this. And what I've noticed recently, um, especially during work, the second shift are now the people who were being very silent about it at first, being very quiet about it at first, are now saying, no, we don't agree with that. While we don't agree with some of the things the police do, and that's fine, we also don't agree with this. Don't come to our city and do this. You know. So th- there's two shifts, and there's two sides right now. You, know, you have the side that that is opportunist, you know. They want to burn, they want to steal, they want to use this for their own personal gain. And then you have the side now who was silent, who who was sitting back and saying, "Well, maybe they're just mad, or maybe they, they'll get over this, or this will end in a few months." And it hasn't ended, and now they're like, "Okay, you guys are, need to stop now. This is getting way out of hand, and you're doing it for no reason." You know. So there's there's two shifts now, and I'm happy to see the second one. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm happy to see. I, I just, I was out yesterday and just people were just like, you know, hey, be safe. And these are people who I've been there for five years in that same um, precinct. And, and I've seen these people, you know, they have never really said anything to me before. And, you know, they come out like, hey, be safe. What's going on is crazy. You know, hey, listen, you know, we don't, we never really agreed with the police around here, but we don't also agree with what they're doing. So just, you know, just watch your back and be safe and stuff like that. You're like, okay, you know, people see it now. They're starting to wake up and realize that this is something this could be something far bigger than what we want. This could be the brink of 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 a civil war. And we don't want that. We don't need that. You know, and, and they're realizing that. And it's it's good to see them wake up no matter what color, skin skin they are, what race they're religion, creed, you know, female, male, they're all starting to say, look, we're we're Americans at the end of this day, we live here, and this is not how we want to live our lives.
1: It seems like the prevailing urge is to share the bad things or the you know, the tragedies or the horrible things. And, you know, what we say when people, because people will come at us, we post back the blue and support the blue and all this. And, and it's like, you know, how could you do that? There's such police brutality and all of this. And I'm like, look, I, our view is that everybody is human. You know, there's good, there's bad in every profession. And, you know, most of yeah. those who are are serving as law enforcement officers are just good, honest, hardworking people who want to get home to their families and have people who love them at home, you know, and you're not going to be perfect. Like, how can anyone be perfect? And I can't imagine what it's like to be in a situation where somebody does have a weapon or you think they have a weapon and they're coming at you. I mean, you must have like uh, nanoseconds to, to react and respond. And I mean, what would you like to share to as law enforcement, to civilians? To kind of keep in mind when we're looking at these videos, because a lot of these videos go online. This officer pulled me over, threatened to rip me out of the car, and then you find out later that it was completely edited video or you know, <laughs> it was just yeah. not an accurate representation. So, do you have anything to share with those of us in the civilian community when we're being bombarded with all of these stories and videos?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Wait, wait for the facts. Um, the facts will tell a whole different story than the cameraman for TV will, you know, or, or that person that's got their phone out. I've been on many scenes myself where I know what happened because I was there. And then I'll see the video circling on the internet later of something that happened and it'll have 15 seconds out of two minutes. You know, they'll get to that point where the officer does have to make an arrest and does have to use force whatever the force may be, but they fail to show the past two minutes where this guy fought the police. You know, tried to take the police's taser, police's weapon or crash into them with a car. And you see that 15 seconds officers chasing this guy for whatever story they make it out to be. And then there's a use of force. And all of a sudden there's everything's up in the air. And I'll talk about an incident recently. um, Just real quick. This happened, I believe, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And I saw the video and they were rioting. They they, I believe they destroyed the post office, if I'm not mistaken. Um, They attacked the police station. And I saw the video and before I said anything, you know, before I made any judgment call on why they were doing what they were doing, regardless, it's, it's not, it's not appropriate to destroy anybody's property. But right. before I called it, I, I watched the video because I wanted to see what they saw. Lo and behold, you know, this guy comes running out of the house with a knife and police officer shoots him. Police officer tries to run away. And this is what gets me. He tries to run away, turns around and then shoots him. What else did they expect, you know, the cop to do at that point? You yeah. Know? And I, I assumed that They started doing all the destruction, the chaos, the riots before they saw the facts. And it's very important and imperative to wait for the facts because the headline was. White cop shoots black man. And that is the most baiting thing, especially now in these times. You know, you got to be careful with what you see on the Internet.
1: Yeah. Do you think there are people who are intentionally intentionally? sparking these reactions before the facts come out, like we better hurry up and get this going before everybody realizes that there's more to the story. Like, like you said, opportunists coming in and
2: Hey, we we have
1: a window here. We have a window Mm -hmm. before uh, the truth comes out
2: before it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. 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 There's, there's agitators for sure. For sure. There's definitely, how do they get to these places where this stuff just like these small events pop up and they're just like there and they're just, they're there within hours and you're just like, how, how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely um, something strange about it. Something odd about it. I've thought about it. You know, when I was working during the riots, we would, around the city, they would have mounds of bricks. And I would just think to myself, like, pallets of bricks. Like, how did they get there? Just
1: randomly sitting there. Yeah.
2: These people just bought bricks. You know, you just go to work 40 (laughs) hours a week and spend your money on bricks from Home Depot. I just, I don't get it.
1: Is there anything going on in your world that we haven't touched on that you would really like to to get across to you know our community tends to be patriotic. Um, the people who follow us and you know and, and go along with our content and and connect and communicate with us are more of the patriotic uh, group, and they're also very concerned about supporting law enforcement officers and doing our best to right this country. But you know, like you said, it's tipped, and we want to like pick it back up and put it back on its path. Uh, so, is there anything you can? or you want to convey to them or get across from, you know, law enforcement to a community that wants to be out there and support you.
2: Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, a, it's a, again, it's going to be a quote. I, I love quotes. Go. I love, we love it, them it, it too. Relays, it relays the message. We'll make um, up a
1: really good meme with you with this quote. So make,
2: it <laughs> uh, well, this isn't mine. This one is not right. mine, but it's, um, right. how does it go? It's it's I'd rather, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Yeah. And, and that's, that's very important because, you know, a lot of people are scared. I've been told I get, I receive thousands of messages a week, you know, they're scared to show their support. They've removed mm-hmm. their blue line flags. They've removed their American flags at this point from their front yard. You know, they've taken all the, the, their memorabilia off their cars and the stickers off their cars and the vinyls off their cars because they're scared. They don't want their cars to get damaged. And that's why that quote is so important because you shouldn't live your life because of how the world views you or how the world views your views, you know, um, be yourself. You know, we, if, if you support law enforcement, support law enforcement, don't, don't live your life, you know, on your knees. You know, if, if you got to die on your feet, it's America down you know, on your feet, be proud, be prideful because it's America. We we're allowed to do that here. Yeah, We can't let people take over our country and tell us how to feel about one another. No, no, this is America. I'm going to support what I support. And it's going to be in my front lawn. It's going to be on my car. And if you have a problem with that, you know, so be it. You know, we don't have to all agree. We don't all have to, to get along. We don't all have to have the same views. That's not what America is about. That's not what this country is about. You know, it's, it was built off different views. That's how we build our communities. We have different views. We have different perspectives. And that's what makes America, America. So, um, you know, live on, your, live on your feet or die on your feet, if, if that's what it has to be. Love it. All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode
0: of the American Sipith Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, appreciate you spending a little bit of your time here with us on the show. Don't forget, we are doing a review contest right now until January 3rd. You can win one of 25 patriotic t shirts. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes or on podchaser.com. Here's a review recently submitted by Barbara. Uh, Positive energy. It's so great to see someone reaching out to spread positive views and patriotism. To see anyone in this day and age working to make a difference to others is heartwarming. And she does it with warmth and a genuine desire to make a difference, a must follow. That was directly to my partner here, Barbara Allen, who does most of the interviews. uh, And that A review was from our friend Barbara. She has a shirt coming out to her uh, because she took advantage of the review contest. If you'd like to win a shirt as well, All you have to do is, if you're an Apple user, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. All the way down at the bottom, after you search for American Snippets, you'll see, write a review, uh, leave us a five-star review, download the last 10 episodes, and screenshot that review to me, Dave, at americansnippets.com. If you're using iTunes, you'll want to screenshot the review before you actually submit it, because it takes a couple days for uh, the reviews to show up on iTunes. If you're not an Apple user... All you have to do is go to Podchaser.com or download the Podchaser app. Podchaser is a great place to listen to podcasts and leave reviews. You can do the same thing there. Leave us a review, take a screenshot, and email it to me, Dave, at American Snippets. The first 25 people who leave a review and email the screenshot to me will win a free t-shirt from American Snippets apparel our merch store uh, which you can also go check out as well Um, again we appreciate you being here today make sure you tune in tomorrow for our last episode of the new year countdown Uh, this is a good one you're not going to want to miss it Uh, and again we appreciate you being here today now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are